Welcome in to Arsenal's Angle, Episode 2. This is Jordan Arsenal, joined as always by Liz Arsenal. Today we're going to talk about the birth story of Zora, our oldest child, and the crazy things that happened leading up to uh, her birth. It was all worth it, obviously, because we got Zoe out of it in the end. Yes, so she was definitely worth it, but it was a rocky ride. So I'm going to start with what happened at the first or second to last doctor's appointment. So I went to the doctor's appointment and I complained of having nausea. Um, my side was in a lot of pain and I was having contractions and they were not Braxton Hicks. I'd had Braxton Hicks previously. They were like con real contractions, but I was not making any progress. And they said that that sometimes happened and I was having a lot of pain on my side. So but when did you kind of notice that something was wrong though? I started to know, I thought something was wrong because first of all, I was really small and I was swelling a lot and i was doing everything that they told me to do so i was walking i was drinking water like i was you know i was definitely trying my best but i still was having a lot of swelling actually your mom brought it up and she mentioned how much swelling i was having and i thought it was weird and i brought that up i brought that i was feeling nauseous all the time and i'm not like a person who has a weak stomach even while pregnant like i'm not i'm just it's, it's very uncommon for me so i thought something was wrong and it really freaked me out when she said those infamous words at the doctor's appointment yeah that's odd mm-hmm that's never a good sign. No, people, just in case no, you haven't mm, ever no, it's experienced not. it. No, nope, nope, it's not. You need you need to go check with something. You need to push, you know. And I thought it was weird, but I was also like, this is my first baby. Maybe I just don't know how much the pain is. Maybe I'm just like, I just need to be stoic and just take the pain, you know. Bad choice. Bad choice. I, I never want to repeat that again. That I tell is... people all the time, if you're in pain, you need to talk to somebody about it. It doesn't mean that you should be your pain should necessarily be relieved, but it should be going towards something. Like if it was just contractions, that would have been one thing. No. Definitely never choose to tough it out. No. If, if you're really in unbearable pain, that's never the right choice. That is your body screaming at you, and you're just like, you know what? Vibing. Not gonna, no, insanity. So then a couple of days later, we went to the hospital. It was about 7 o'clock. They had, I don't remember how many parents in the hospital. They had a lot. Um, they had babies just popping out all at once mm -hmm. all of a sudden in the, the little rural town that we were in. Yeah, so we were in a rural town in Mississippi, and it was a small hospital off of, what was the I-90? Was it? No, it's just a corridor that no one should ever live by. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I think it's I-55. Oh, yes. yeah, I-55, yes. The I-55 corridor, corridor going north. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Little bits. It was wild. Now, were the people absolutely lovely there? Yes, missed them, missed the love. Um, was it rural? Were they behind, backwards in many ways? Yes. So anyway, at the hospital, 7 o'clock, they did not do any blood work. They checked to see if I was dilated. I wasn't. They basically told me that I just, this was the beginning, and I just needed to tough it out. Yeah. Um, sent us home. Yeah, sent us home. So I was still in a lot of pain. I called Adrian and Meredith. To, to ask them what they thought I should do. Like Shout I out my, Adrian and Meredith for almost possibly life-saving yes. advice. So I'm glad that they pushed me to go back to the hospital because I was like, well, maybe I should just tough it out. Like, I'm just going to sit home and bear through it. And it was incredible pain. Like, definitely the worst pain I've ever experienced. And, and, and for those who don't know Liz, she's really, really tough. And to see her in such pain to the point where she just would take maybe three to four showers a day just because the hot water gave her some sort of pain relief it was just tough to see and when i and knowing her and seeing the pain she was in i knew that 
it was serious and that something had to be done. So we went to the hospital. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. They finally did the blood work. Um, and that's when I found out that I had help. Yeah, help, which is hemolysis, elevated liver enzymes, and low platelet count. So at that point, I had very, very high blood pressure. And normally my blood pressure is really low. Like I just generally have a really low blood pressure. And my blood pressure was really high. Um, I had a very low platelet count. And my liver, I had had all sorts of issues with my liver, which is why I was having all that side pain. And I was very, they mentioned to me that if I would have stayed home, like through the night to try to tough it out, I probably would have seized and died. And that really bothered me. And I'll tell you why that bothered me. Because I had gone to the doctor several times before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, I go to the hospital. They tell me those things. And they strongly encourage a C-section. But because my platelets are so low at that point, I'm not allowed to have an epidural. Because that would have that would have further, that would have caused further problems. So that means that I can't see my baby being born. So to put that into some perspective, um, let's go back over the timeline. 7 p.m., nothing's wrong with you. Go home. Yeah, you're fine. Tough it out. 3 a.m., it's an emergency C-section. Let's hurry up and get back there and get this taken right. care of. You don't get epidural. You don't get to see your baby being born. We're giving you a shot in your shoulder. Good luck. Go in the back. So that's what happened. Um, I was put under. Right when I got up from surgery, my blood pressure was still raging. Uh, but the first thing that they asked me when I got out of surgery was the nurse said, did you smoke? And you're probably wondering... What? What kind of question is that yes, to ask? Yes, I'm so disoriented. Why would you ask that? Why did she ask you, though? She asked that because she told me right after I got out of the surgery, you know, your your baby's four pounds. Uh, uh, I, okay, so first of all, this whole time I thought I was having um, a normal size baby. Because we had several ultrasounds before, including one maybe a week, less than a week mm-hmm, before Zora was mm-hmm. born. And there was no talk of anything being you like know, abnormal size-wise right. or anything like because that. Because the first thing you wonder when you have a four-pound baby is, were they getting nutrients while in the womb? And that answer was no because of help, which yes. we found out that same day. Yes. So I had had help for about two weeks or so, probably since the contractions and the headaches and the nausea started. But because they didn't diagnose it, and I don't know, maybe I had it before that. It's hard to say. They should have done, you know, it should have been caught in my urine, but that's neither here nor there. And so what she had was intra-growth restriction or intrauterine growth restriction, basically meaning that the placenta did not give her enough nutrients for her to get to the correct size. And the fact that the this woman who had just finished operating on me, so that means that I'm your patient and you literally don't even know what I have, which in and of itself should be alarming, had the audacity to ask me right after I came out of surgery if I was smoking after they had already forgotten me for days. Okay. It was just, it was just mind numbing. Okay. Right. And from, and to put it into more perspective from my standpoint, once they shipped her off to the back for the emergency section, I was not allowed to be in there because she had to be sedated. So I just remember her, you know, once they were rolling her out of the room, just saying, make sure you hold the baby and give her skin to skin. And it was just a lot to, like I mentioned, a quick turn from everything being to the point of you just needing to tough it out to all of a sudden having to hurry up and mm-hmm. well, it happened all so fast. Let me make sure it just, it was insane. Okay. It, and then after that, and after that I held Zora and honestly, once I held Zora, I feel like everything else melted away. 
And I'm holding Zora and the anesthesiologist tells me who operated, who just gave me the medication to do the C-section. He says that if I want to breastfeed, then I cannot take pain medication because if I take, so I just had the C-section and normally after the C-section, they give you any type of um, pain medication. So these could be things like Lortab or anything like that. Morphine. Yes. Now they don't really give morphine except for in rural communities, like very few hospitals in a major metropolitan area are just getting a morphine drip. But here we are. All right. We're in Morrow, Mississippi. So they and gave it was me... <laughs> it was like the buffets of morphine, yes. drip, like all you can take. Yes, it was wild. And so what he tells me, all right, as I'm in pain from the surgery, he says, you know, you, you can't breastfeed if you take the morphine. So, of course, I don't take the morphine because how I'm, I have to breastfeed her. She's four pounds, you know, and I feel terrible guilt because I feel like I should have known, even though looking back, I don't I don't know how I would have known that. But that's how I felt at the time. And so I breastfed her. And it just goes to show you, was this correct about the morphine and the breastfeeding? Absolutely not. Abs- absolutely not. It was not correct. But again, rural hospital behind on the times, not correct information. And, and it continues. So remember, after the surgery, they thought that it was going to help. It's my help. <laughs> but it didn't. Uh, <laughs> See they, what you did there. <laughs> no, I love those kind Quite of things. Nice. <laughs> so they thought it would, but it didn't. Uh so they gave me a magnesium drip, which is what they do in the hospital if you have like high blood pressure and you're pregnant or you're just coming out of labor. And so they gave me a mag drip. And when I was on the mag drip, they left me on it for a really long time without like checking, I guess, on the dosage. And so I started to feel like I, as I'm trying to like let everything go with the hospital and just be happy that my baby is OK and that I'm able to breastfeed and that I'm cognizant enough to, to be there. I get on the mag drip and I start feeling terrible. And I remember telling Jari like something is wrong. Like yeah, I, I she, don't. She started to look loopy and and like super down and super mm-hmm. chill. Things that Liz really isn't. isn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> and so I realized after that that they gave me so much mag. They um, older nurse comes in or like the lead nurse comes in to chastise the other nurse who basically gave me way too much magnesium, and I was close to being unresponsive. So after that happened, they took me off of the magnesium. My blood pressure was starting to stabilize. And they, um, and about post, well after 24 hours, they allowed me to get up and walk around and take out my catheter. Why, is, why am I bringing that up? When you go to a major metropolitan area or really any major any hospital, right? Any other, hosp- any other hospital, they do not let you sit in the bed for 24 hours after having a section. It increases your risk of blood clots. And I begged them multiple times to let me get out of the bed, but they would not come take out the catheter. So after that happened, they let me get up. I started walking around and then I had to take blood pressure medicine because of the help. And I still had high blood pressure. And I still had actually a lot of swelling even after I had Zora for a long time. And then several days later, I actually had to go back into the hospital because my blood pressure wasn't stabilizing and they had to change my medication dosage. And I stayed on medication for a while after I had Zora. And then finally it started to, it started to fix itself and it went back to normal. Now, some of the things that are important here is that help is not something that some women have no symptoms leading up to it. And I recognize that it is a rare disorder. Mm -hmm. So most women might have preeclampsia, but help is really rare. And so I know that this hospital was not intentional. You know, they probably didn't have a lot of women who had experienced that. And with help, it's not something in particular that you can do to get it. No, Mm -mm. Mm no. So that's what makes it hard to kind of pinpoint who might be at risk. So I know that because they were rural and because they didn't have as many clients or patients, 
they would not have they may have not they may not have noticed it and you know of course looking back i really wish i would have pushed my doctor when she said it was odd and do i think <laughs> absolutely that they had do i think that they consciously did this no i think it was a lot of implicit bias the assumption that i was smoking the assumption that i did something to deserve this the assumption that i was you know like my pain wasn't legitimate like they should continue to send me home after i told them repeatedly that i wasn't okay the assumption when i told them that my blood pressure was higher than my normal because my normal is again very low then they told me well it's not that high right so now you have to wait until it's spiking and i'm about to have a seizure you know the fact those things and the thing the reason that i'm talking about it is because i feel like it's personal to me but it happens so often yes um just it just happens too much really and the moral of the story is you have to fight which is terrible it's it's sad that that's the moral of the story but it is and you have to be really and you know his mom and my dad before we went to the hospital like they literally warned us they didn't use these words but they warned us about things like implicit bias and the fact that the healthcare system is not always they're not always great at figuring out how you feel right you know and things have happened to my mom to other people in my family and other women that I know and they and their treatment at the hospital and it scares me so much during these times whenever you can't go in the hospital without an advocate when you can't go in the hospital without other people. It's really is scary to me because I feel like people don't realize that even though people are not intentionally doing anything, we all have implicit bias. And sometimes those things can inadvertently be life-threatening. So, Jarden, as we kind of close this out and shift gears, what is something you remember that was distinctly different about the way Zion was born? So the obvious is that we didn't have the same healthcare professionals being that no. we were in a different city. Good for um, us. We moved out of rural Mississippi. Yeah, updated, you know, information. Mm-hmm. Talking to your new uh, OB. OB and Amazing. her saying, Gosh, she was good. Saying, oh. When she would say things like, wow, they, when we would tell her what happened in Mississippi, <laughs> she would say, wow, they, they, they still do that? Things like that were hard to hear, by the right. way. They it were hard, hard to hear. hear. So, yeah. That and obviously being able to be in the delivery room when yes. Zion was and born. like I was awake and I was able to see my and baby. And the quickness, and I think it was eight minutes it took total. Oh, yeah. she She's a pro, though. She, she's a pro. It was eight minutes before he got out of there, long yes. legs and everything. I know. Uh, being able to meet him. So it was just such a much smoother transition. Mm. Everything went. The whole nine months leading up, no it was issues. so much better, yes. And Thank, that was... We were thankful you didn't yes, have Yes, I didn't have help again, which some women have help again, but luckily for me, I didn't. I had like spikes in my blood pressure after I gave birth and I had to be on a magnesium drip but compared to what I had before walk in the park easy peasy great you know no complaints so yeah we just wanted to make sure we ended it on a you know a much lighter note uh Zion coming out healthy seven pounds 13 Mm -hmm. ounces compared (laughs) to the four pounds that Zoe was uh obviously they're both healthy now yes she's gained she gained weight so fast like it's hard to believe but she was a fat baby you could ask anybody else after she came out of that hospital that domicile of the damned fat baby she's Happy still baby. running around with a little tummy mm-hmm. out yep so she's we're happy good. about that guys that that's all we have for this week's episode next week we're going to talk about communication and the key <laughs> all right bye guys talk to you guys next time